Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Good Games Casually. I'm your host, Derek Lockwood, and this is a chill video game podcast. We're making time for video games as a hobby, and keeping up with gaming news is no small feat. We have a very interesting discussion today, and you may have heard the news from Best Buy and Walmart about physical media. So a lot of spark happened over the internet about physical media collecting and ownership, digital licensing, all that stuff. So I kind of want to talk about that and delve into both the pros and cons of physical versus digital media, games, film, all that stuff. So I hope you guys are ready because this might get a little spicy. For as long as a concept of owning a video game has existed, there's been an impassioned debate over which is superior, digital or physical copies. However, in an era characterized by rapid technological advances and busy lifestyles, this debate takes on new dimensions and complexities. While many discussions on this topic tread well-worn paths, such as the nostalgia associated with physical boxes or the convenience of digital libraries, what's frequently overlooked is the nuanced interplay between your lifestyle, storage space, and even your emotional connection to the gaming experience. Take busy gamers, for example. These are people juggling full-time jobs, families, and a plethora of other responsibilities, but who also find great value, be it recreational or therapeutic, in diving into digital worlds. For this demographic, the choice between digital and physical isn't just a matter of preference. It's a strategic decision affecting how seamlessly gaming can be integrated into a tightly packed schedule. Questions about download times, the accessibility of a gaming library while commuting, or even the simple logistics of storing physical copies take on heightened importance. Furthermore, if the gaming community, where trends can last for as little as a fortnight season, the availability and accessibility of titles can influence social interactions and even career opportunities in the field of game streaming and content creation. Simply put, the format you choose can either set you back or offer a strategic advantage. We are going to try to unpack this layered debate in a way that provides targeted insights. We'll break down the pros and cons of digital versus physical game ownership, discussing not just the obvious factors, but also those subtle nuances that can make all the difference when time is of the essence. So whether you're a time-strapped parent or a commuter looking to make the most of your travel time, this just might be for you. To begin, let's go ahead and talk about the immediate gratification of digital games. In a world dominated by instant messaging, next-day delivery, and fast food, we've grown accustomed to immediate gratification. Nowhere is this truer than in the realm of digital games. Consider this. It's a Wednesday evening, and you've just finished a long day of work or a long day at school. Your favorite game release is a new update or expansion, and social media is buzzing with excitement. Now, you can wait until the weekend, drive to a store, and hope they have a physical copy in stock. Or, you could hit download and have it ready to play by the time you've had dinner. For busy gamers, the choice is often clear. Speedy downloads enable you to integrate gaming into those small pockets of free time throughout your week. Imagine being able to play a new title during your lunch break or while dinner is in the oven without you ever leaving your home. Digital games offer a level of convenience that is not only attractive, but almost essential for those constantly pressured for time. The beauty of a digital library is that it's not confined to a single physical location. Most gaming platforms, whether it's Steam, PlayStation Network, or Xbox Live, allows you to access your purchased games from any device that supports their service. Going on a business trip? No need to lug around a bag of physical game cases. Visiting family over the holidays, 
Your favorite titles can come with you, ready to play whenever you find a moment to escape. For many, this level of accessibility can be a game changer, particularly for those with fragmented schedules. The ability to game on the go without a hassle of carrying any physical media can liberate your gaming lifestyle. Not to mention, if you're into game streaming or content creation, the freedom to access your entire library at a moment's notice allows you to adapt quickly to trends or fan requests, providing a tangible edge in a competitive field. Digital games offer an immediacy and a level of freedom that's hard to beat when you're juggling a hectic lifestyle. From quicker access to broader reach, the digital format clearly wins in the race against time. However, let's go ahead and talk about the tangible appeal of physical games. While digital games may win on the convenience front, physical games offer a financial flexibility that's hard to dismiss. Let's say you've invested in a title, played it thoroughly, and now it's gathering virtual dust in your digital library. Unlike digital games, physical copies can be resold, traded, or gifted, offering a return on investment that simply isn't possible with a digital purchase. This is particularly valuable for budget-conscious gamers who can leverage the resale market to find new gaming experiences. Moreover, the gifting of a physical game has a tangible sentimentality to it that a download code just can't replicate. Whether it's passing down a beloved classic to a younger sibling, or sharing an unforgettable adventure with a friend, the act of handing over a physical game has a certain ritualistic significance. This isn't just about financial pragmatism, it's about the emotional currency that physical games can carry, making them more than just a piece of data. And for the avid gamer, there's something innately satisfying about seeing a shelf full of your favorite titles, each with its own distinct artwork, case, and accompanying paraphernalia. Collector's editions often come with figurines, posters, and art books are a celebration of the gaming culture that can't be digitally replicated. For some, this tangible connection to the game, being able to hold a piece of it in your hands, deepens the overall experience and adds a layer of personal involvement. The worth of these physical items isn't just sentimental, it's also monetary. Limited editions can appreciate in value over time, turning your gaming passion into a potential investment. It's not uncommon to find retired editions fetching high prices on auction sites, offering financial reward alongside emotional satisfaction. In a nutshell, while digital games may be convenient, physical games offer a richness of experience that go beyond the screen. From the resale market to the allure of collectibles, physical games offer a tangibility that resonates on both an emotional and financial level, especially for those who see gaming as more than just a way to pass time. In this next area, I want to talk more on the cost versus digital and physical. One of the undeniable advantages of a digital game is the frequency and scale of sales and promotions on platforms like Steam, Epic Game Store, and PlayStation Network. These platforms can often have holiday sales, weekend deals, and seasonal promotions that can significantly cut the cost of newly released titles. A few examples of this are Steam Summer Sales. You can get titles like Resident Evil 4 Remake or Dead Space Remake at pretty good discounts. We also have the free monthly games from PlayStation Plus, where last month we got Sea of Stars, and then this month we got Starfield for Xbox Game Pass. Humble Bundles also have curated packs of games that offer cost savings, but also give some of that to charity, so that's kind of a benefit of buying digital games. Such frequent sales can make managing games more affordable, letting you expand your library without breaking the bank. For busy gamers, this is a particularly attractive because it allows you to efficiently allocate your gaming budget making room for more experiences in the long run. And I know I did not forget the pre-owned market for physical games. 
While digital games may have their frequent sales, the physical market has its own budget-friendly alternative, the pre-owned game market. Stores like GameStop or even online platforms like eBay or Gamefly offer pre-owned copies of games at a fraction of their original price. These secondhand versions are especially valuable for titles that rarely go on sale digitally. Nintendo is notorious for this. You can't just get The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom on sale often throughout the year or Metroid Prime Remastered. You have to wait for those special moments when they do go on sale. What makes the pre-owned market even more appealing, it's the circular economy. You buy a pre-owned game, you play it till your heart's content, and then you resell it back to the pre-owned market. This cycle offers a level of cost efficiency that is nearly impossible to achieve with digital games given the current limitations on resale or gifting digital copies. From a cost perspective, both digital and physical games have their respective merits. Digital platforms often offer frequent sales and bundles that can be particularly attractive during seasonal promotions. However, on the flip side, the pre-owned market for physical games offers a budget-friendly alternative, allowing you to recycle games in a way that extends the value of each purchase. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Earlier on, I mentioned how Best Buy had announced they are weaning off physical media, specifically movies, and how Walmart shared that they might stop carrying physical games. So these are all crazy news for us gamers and physical media owners. But let's talk about the future landscape. Cloud gaming and game streaming services. The rise of cloud gaming services like Xbox Cloud Gaming, formerly known as Project X Cloud if you got into the beta. We also had Google Stadia, which is rest in peace, goodbye. And we also have GeForce Now by NVIDIA. These signal a shift towards an even more digital-centric landscape. These services not only eliminate the need for downloads, but also allow for seamless gaming across devices, from smartphones to smart TVs. While traditional digital games still require storage space and system requirements, cloud gaming eliminates these limitations, bringing us closer to a future where the games live entirely in the cloud. For busy gamers, this is an absolute boon. Imagine being able to pick up where you left off in Assassin's Creed Mirage during your commute, or sneaking in a quick match of Rocket League while waiting for a meeting. The ubiquity and convenience of cloud gaming make it a compelling proposition for the future of digital gaming. As the industry leans increasingly towards digital, physical games are finding a renewed sense of purpose as collector's items. Limited runs, special editions, and even physical releases of traditional digital-only titles, uh, something like Hollow Knight or Stardew Valley, are becoming more common. These physical editions often include exclusive merchandise and art, enhancing their value both as collector's items and as tactile experiences. However, what about the best of both worlds? Platforms like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Now are offering a hybrid solution that combines elements of both digital and physical gaming. With subscriptions, you can download a wide range of digital titles while also getting discounts on physical copies. This offers a flexible solution that caters to different perspectives, allowing you to dabble in digital while still enjoying the benefits of a physical collection. Now, I would like to offer some food for thought, something to ponder for your future gaming decisions. Digital first, but not digital only. Even as digital platforms dominate, there will always be a market for physical collectibles. And now we have subscription and cloud services. These are likely to redefine our understanding of ownership and access in gaming. And we also have sustainability concerns. As technology advances, how will future formats address the environmental considerations discussed earlier? The gaming landscape is undergoing significant changes that will influence the digital versus physical debate for years to come. 
Cloud gaming and subscription models are promising more flexible and convenient gaming experiences, while the physical format is carving out its own unique niche. As the industry evolves, so will the factors that influence your choice between digital and physical games, making it all the more important to stay informed. Now, I know some of you listening are wondering if I'm ever going to talk about this, and I am. The accessibility and DRM, the fine print, the digital rights management. Oh, man, this is such a huge talking point. And hopefully I can kind of give my my two thoughts about this. Digital games often come with DRM measures, digital rights management, to combat piracy and protect intellectual property. While DRM can serve a purpose, it also restricts how one can use, share or even resell a game. Platforms like Steam, Origin, and Uplay often have DRM implementations that require online authentication, which can be cumbersome if you want to play offline. This is especially limiting for busy gamers who may need the flexibility to play in different settings without a guaranteed internet connection. Even beyond convenience, DRM measures can pose long-term issues. Server shutdowns. If the DRM server for a game you own gets shut down, your game becomes unplayable. Google Stadia is a huge example of this. Thankfully, they did the right thing and refunded everyone's money, but that still is really bad. You invested your time in this pseudo console, cloud console, and then it's just gone. We also have region locks. These measures can prevent you from playing a game outside of a particular geographical location. Physical games, in contrast, offer a degree of freedom from such restrictions. Once you own the disc, You can generally play the game without needing an online connection for authentication. This makes physical games more accessible in scenarios like remote locations, places with limited or unreliable internet connectivity, shared consoles, easier to switch between profiles or share the game with family and friends, legacy gaming, the ability to play the game years later without worrying about server support. However, it's important to note that some physical games still come with one-time use codes for downloadable content or online features which can limit the resale value and sharing potential. You basically just have an art box. So what does this mean for your gaming choices? Well, read the fine print. Always check DRM restrictions before purchasing a digital game. Platforms like GOG offer DRM-free titles. And don't forget to weigh the trade-offs. Digital may offer convenience, but physical offers broader accessibility and fewer DRM constraints. Game Passes, like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, subscriptions, these services often have DRM measures, but offer the convenience of a broad game library at a fixed cost. The issue of accessibility and DRM adds another layer of complexity to the digital versus physical debate. While digital games can often come with DRM limitations that can hamper long-term access and playability, physical games offer a degree of freedom that can be especially useful for those who prioritize accessibility and sharing options, or resale. As you consider your next gaming purchase, keep these fine print details in mind to ensure that you're making a choice that aligns with your gaming lifestyle and needs. So which fits your lifestyle? For the busy gamer juggling work, family, and social commitments, digital games can be a lifesaver. The convenience of instant downloads, cloud saves, and cross-platform play can fit seamlessly into a tight schedule. Take for example a game like Among Us, which has become popular for its quick matches and multi-platform accessibility. It's the perfect game to squeeze in during lunch breaks or while waiting for your next appointment. However, if your gaming primarily happens during weekends, when you can settle in for longer sessions, physical games have a distinct advantages. 
The tactile ritual of inserting a disc and the aesthetic pleasure of displaying your game collection can enhance your weekend gaming experiences. Let's say you're a fan of long immersive titles like Final Fantasy XVI. Having the physical edition adds to the entire adventure, not just in gameplay, but also as a collector's item. And for gamers who are parents, the ability to share games with their kids may be a factor. Physical games are easier to share and can be a great way to introduce younger family members to classic titles from your own youth. Furthermore, family-friendly games like Super Mario World or Super Mario Odyssey or even Minecraft come in physical editions that can be played in anyone in the household without additional purchases. And don't worry, my commuting gamers, I did not forget about you. For those who travel frequently for work or just commute in general, digital games on portable platforms can be the best fit. Whether it's a Nintendo Switch or a gaming-capable laptop or a Steam Deck, digital libraries provide diverse entertainment options while on the move. Imagine having a compact device loaded with various genres, from puzzle games like Tetris to an ARPG like Diablo 4, all readily accessible without carrying a stack of physical games. Your lifestyle plays a significant role in determining whether digital or physical games are the right fit for you. The digital format offers unparalleled convenience, ideal for those with fragmented schedules and high mobility needs. On the other hand, physical games provide a depth of experience and sharing possibilities that can enhance your gaming in different ways. By aligning your gaming choices with your real-world scenarios, you can tailor your gaming experiences to better fit your life. In a rapidly evolving industry, the debate between physical and digital games isn't a matter of either or or but rather a spectrum of choices that cater to various gaming preferences, lifestyles, and budgets. From the freedom of DRM-free physical games to the convenience of cloud-based digital services, the landscape has never been more diverse. Your unique circumstances as a busy gamer can heavily influence your choices, be it the ease of digital libraries for short, casual gaming sessions or the tangible joys of physical editions for immersive weekend marathons. Understanding the pros and cons of each can help you make an informed decision that suits your lifestyle. Staying informed is your most powerful asset in making choices that not only provide a fulfilling gaming experience, but also align with your broader lifestyle needs. Beyond just the price tag or the hype, factors such as DRM restrictions, accessibility, and even environmental considerations should weigh into your decision-making process. But hey, future-proof your gaming. As cloud gaming subscription models or other innovations continue to emerge, the digital versus physical debate will continue to evolve. Staying updated on these trends will future-proof your gaming experiences, ensuring you can adapt to the ever-changing landscape. In a world where gaming options are increasingly abundant, making the right choice between digital and physical formats is both more complex and more rewarding than ever. By considering factors often overlooked, such as DRM, accessibility, and real-world scenarios, you arm yourself with the insights needed to choose wisely. So whether you're downloading the latest indie hits or unboxing a collector's edition of a blockbuster title, here's to making choices that enrich your gaming life in every possible way. And as we near the end of the episode, I want to say thank you for listening to this new format. I want to get a little bit more technical, a little bit more into the emotions because I know this is such a heavy topic for a lot of gamers, myself included. And if you want to know my stance on all this stuff, it's it's hard to say. I have not bought a physical game in quite a long time. My entire gaming library is digital. However, I don't have a side or a say in this race. 
it's whatever you want it to be. If you want to be a digital gamer, go for it. If you want to be a physical collector, go for it. Everyone should be allowed to do what they want, think what they want. But also, you should be mindful and considerate of people's stances and opinions. You should be able to do what you feel is right for your lifestyle and not be judged for it. Now, what do the companies say about all this? The publishers and businesses? Who's, who knows? We don't know what path they're going to take. But I think it's pretty apparent that we're going towards a digital world. And that's kind of scary, to be honest, even for me who plays just digital games. Am I going to lose access to that? I am also a refugee of Google Stadia. But like I said earlier, we got our money back. We got refunded. And I still have my Google Stadia controller. So in essence, I actually have a collector's edition of something that doesn't work. I mean, actually, you can use it as a Bluetooth controller. So that's kind of cool. But other than that, yeah, do what you want. Feel good about it. As long as you're having fun, that's really all that matters. If you guys found this episode enlightening or helpful, please share with a friend. It helps out a lot. If you can, leave a review on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show grow. It helps people find the show easier in search results. And overall, it, it really does mean a lot. And if you want to know more, you want to read more, you can check out my website at goodgamescasually.com where you can find blogs, tips and tricks, resources, and some game reviews. If you want to follow me in my day-to-day life, you can check me out on threads, also at Good Games Casually. Really, you can find me at Good Games Casually everywhere. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate your involvement, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.